Standing beside the camera were Price and Lewisham, while no lesser personage than Mr. Hubert Parks of Edgecombe Hotel notoriety stood looking on with his back to the fire. But it was not on these that Cheney's eyes were glued. Reclining in one of the armchairs with her feet on the fender was Susan, the house and parlour-maid at Warren Lodge. Cheney gasped. Here was the explanation of one mystery at all events. He saw now where the gang's knowledge of himself and his surroundings had been obtained. He remembered that he had discussed his visit to Plymouth during dinner a day or two before the event. Susan had been waiting at table, and Susan had been the channel through which the information had been passed on. And the burglary! He could see Susan's hand in this also. In all probability she had taken full advantage of her opportunities to make a thorough search of the house for Price's letter— and it was doubtless only when it became necessary to deal with the safe that her friends had been called in. Probably also she had been waiting for them and had admitted them and shown them over the house before submitting to be tied up as a blind to mislead the detectives who would presumably be called in. Cheney suspected also that Price's visit was timed at a propitious moment when he himself was available and with a free afternoon to be filled up, No doubt Susan's part in the affair had been vital to its success. But her participation also showed the extraordinary importance which the conspirators attached to the letter. Susan's make-up for the part she was to play, the forging of her references, her installation in the Cheney household, and her undertaking nearly two months of domestic service in order to gain the document— showed a tenacity of purpose which could only have been evoked to attain some— urgent end. Evidently the gang believed that Price's claim on the barony was good, and evidently the others intended to share the spoils. Cheney watched breathlessly what was going on in the room, and, to his delight, he presently found that through the open upper sash he could also hear a good deal of what was said. The camera had been set up to face the cupboard, and Cheney now saw that a document of some kind was fastened with drawing pins to its door. Price put his head under the cloth and moved the camera back and forwards, evidently focusing it on the document. Lewisham lifted and examined the flashlight apparatus, then stood waiting. Parks stooped and said something in a low tone to Susan, at which she laughed sarcastically. "'Do you think two will be enough, or should we take four? said Price, when he had arranged the camera to his satisfaction. Two, I should say,' Parks answered. "'Even if we lost the tracing, two negatives should be an ample record.' "'I should take four, Lewisham declared. "'After all we've done, what is the extra trouble of developing a couple of negatives? One or two might be failures.' "'Syme is right,' Price decided. "'I shall take four. "'Syme?' Cheney thought perplexedly that the man who had run the motor on the Enid had been introduced to him as Lewisham. Syme, was it? Then it occurred to him that probably each one of the four had met him under an assumed name, and he listened even more intently in the hope of finding this out. "'I wonder if that ass Cheney put the cops onto us,' went on Syme to the company generally. "'James talked to him like a father, and he seemed to swallow it all down as sweet as milk.' "'Lordy, but you should have heard old James spouting. "'He rattled off his pattern like a good'un. "'Fresh absurdities each time and all that, didn't you, James?' 
He didn't give much trouble, Price replied. I shouldn't have believed anyone would have given in as soft as he did. I pitched him a yarn about yours truly being heir to the barony of Hull that wouldn't have deceived an oyster, and he sucked it in like a sponge. But it wasn't that that worked. I was keeping him without water, that did the trick. When I offered him another day to think it over, he collapsed like a pricked bubble. So would you, if you had been in his shoes, Susan declared. I'd like to see you standing out for anything against your own comfort. You wouldn't have seen me get into his shoes, Price retorted, fitting a dark slide into the camera. Now, sign, if you're ready. Price pressed the bulb, uncovering the lens, and at the same time Syme burned a length of magnesium wire before the document on the door, while Cheney writhed with impotent...